Dad Drinking is brought to you by Side Project Jerky. Get 15% off any order now at SideProjectJerky.com. Hope you got some in time for Father's Day. If not, I think you might be fucked. to episode 17 of Dad Drinking. What's up, Jim? Hey, Marcos. I'm doing great. We yeah. made it through 17. Episodes. I didn't even ask how you were doing. That's how good you're doing. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling great. Yeah. How are you? I'm awesome. You know, I've been a dad since 09. How about you? I've been a dad since 09 as well. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long time. It's been a long fucking time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. It's only been a couple weeks, but I feel like it was a needed couple weeks. We went uh, pretty hard for three straight episodes. We, we went pretty hard, and that last one, I think, was the real icing on the cake. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if people have listened to that all the way through, but Fish House Punch is not to be messed with. No, I, I think that um, that whole idea of the three-day hangover holds fast and true. Without a doubt. I mean, th- the problem for us was we all had something to do the next day professionally. And yeah. it really didn't help us that no. we uh, <laughs> sent one up on a Tuesday night. No, no. It was, we, we really <laughs> sent it. Yeah. Hashtag full send. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, learn more about our hashtagging and uh, our, our various episodes and all of the dad drinking um, lore and BTS. Um, if you go to at Fidel Gastro, correct at JF Cosgrove nine or yep. at dad drinking, the, the show itself has its own podcast, uh, his own Instagram feed and Twitter and Twitter. And we also have a website, daddrinking.com. Yeah. Where you can live stream the episodes and check out some super sweet photos. Yeah. Of the cocktails. Great stuff. Recipes. Yes. Comments. Okay. Yeah. All kinds of different things. Three, three out of five star reviews. Yes. <laughs> but um, I don't think the Fish House punch was the best thing I've had recently. No, no. Although it, it, it was very delicious. It was uh, it was quite aggressive. I, I certainly appreciate the level of care that went into the preparation. Oh, my God. Even the, the labels with the triple X's on Yeah. It, I, I think we knew that we were getting ourselves into a little yeah. bit of trouble with those three X's. <laughs> That's for sure. It was it was incredible. Um, so, so to back it down a little bit, I, I swore off the sauce for a little bit, for a few days yeah. that week. Oh, yeah. How was the wedding, by the way? Oh, it was very fun. Were you the best-looking Cosgrove there? I don't know. I don't I know. I saw some pictures. I... Thanks, man. I think there was a lot of good-looking people at this wedding. It was pretty. Um, it was pretty cool, and there's a lot of good Instagrams of it. Yeah. Um, my brother, youngest brother, was married, so it was a little bittersweet knowing that we probably won't have another one of those in the family for a while. Yeah. Um, so we made the most of it, though. It was great, and even my kids had a had a blast. It looked it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, my uh, my youngest had to wear a tuxedo, and he ended up just renting one from whatever they call it the store now men's warehouse i think david's bridal whatever it is um he's three and the pants looked like they were just like like an adult male's pants that they they shrunk the waist on (laughs) and and cut short like shorts (laughs) because they were such wide legs at the bottom it was ridiculous and 
the shirt just didn't fit. Like the collar, the sleeves are long. The collar was too small. Yeah. And the tie wouldn't stand. The dude looked like a drunken pirate the I, whole time, <laughs> sliding around in those patent leather shoes. It was I, terrible. I just threw out a tuxedo from college. Oh really? And the the pants. The when you go so to the Ivy League, do you have to own a tuxedo at some point during I, college? I joined a fraternity, uh-huh. and I, I, I really, not knowing really what the protocol is, I just kind of overcorrected in a, in a major way. I, I didn't, I actually didn't own my first pair of boat shoes until after college. Okay, all right. But you owned your tuxedo in college. But I did own a tuxedo. I, I felt like there were enough events that mm-hmm. would, you know, warrant a tuxedo that would necessitate a tuxedo okay all right <laughs> so but the the it's it's just funny to think about the the, the pants I, I even even suits that i own from from back then like early 2000s the pants are huge they're yeah. massive you don't see pants like that anymore unless no. you're looking at the uh the trump kim summit right right they had huge legs in those just things man. Giant, those giant. were disgusting suits oh my god very poorly tailored very poorly you, you tailored. you would think that with as a i don't world... think their body shape is helping them no no you know not to sound snarky this is the fashion police segment of yeah dad, <laughs> dad, dad fashion dad fits right? those guys yeah those guys th- that was a terrible look but what was not terrible was my best drink. What was that? I finally found, so the state store, the, we haven't talked about the Pennsylvania state store for a while, but no, the PLCB actually had acquired some Geneva, mm. which is you know the original gin from Amsterdam. Right. It's earthy, musky. And Dutch Johns. Exactly. It was, it was a Dutch gin that hasn't gotten dry from being in Britain too long, right? So... <laughs> I finally got to, got my hands on some of that. I had some of that, if you'll recall, back in Las Vegas. Yeah. I had a gimlet. Right. Um, so I took the Geneva, and I made up some simple syrup. Yeah. Added a little. I did a. I think a sh- two shots of the Geneva. Okay. A uh, quarter shot of quarter ounce of the simple syrup. Okay. I muddled the simple syrup with some homegrown cilantro Ooh. in my backyard. Yes. Um, and then poured uh, added some rocks poured the Geneva over the rocks, gave it a little spin, mm-hmm. not too much, added a sprig of cilantro for uh, for garnish, okay. and had a very fragrant and delicious, yet earthy, gin-based drink. It nice. was It was fantastic. Very nice. So I, th- I think gin plays well with those flavors all, all day, oh, yeah. every day. And I do love cilantro, although I, I haven't had it in many cocktails. No, I keep trying to push you toward it and you're resisting. I've got cilantro in my garden. It's uh, it's currently bolting, though. Doesn't yeah. doesn't really grow in these warm temps. Nope. I'm bolting yeah. as well. <laughs> hey. Hey, Tom. <laughs> the dog's in the, in the studio tonight. What was uh, what was your favorite drink? So I I was the recipient of some circumstantial deliciousness. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. So this past Saturday... Uh, Nishamani Creek Brewing had their sixth anniversary show. So Nishamani Creek Brewing, great, great brewery, been around for six years. Mm. And I was fortunate enough to be a vendor, vendor, vendor <laughs> at um, at the show. So I was uh, slanging jerky, which is pretty cool, uh, along with uh, Outer Limits Hot Sauce. So I was actually next to them. There was a guy, like a woodworker guy that was like carving shit, like throughout the day but it was great like we were set up in their warehouse they had their whole operation kind of open you could walk around and then they had bands playing on their loading dock and the headliner was one of my favorites municipal waste shout out municipal waste 
but uh, they made a sixth anniversary beer called Bastard of Disguise, which was a wow. Yeah, it was a double IPA, nine percent, super delicious. What was the artwork like with that? With that drink? So it, they had like so their their artwork's very cool, and, yeah. and I forget the name of the artist, but it's it's certainly like that's kind of what they've stuck with and they haven't gone through like if you notice like a lot of beer labels lately mm-hmm. have actually rebranded right and like I don't, sly fox has done sly that. fox mm-hmm. totally they're, they're actually i would say the the most recent mm-hmm. but like dogfish yeah. new shit victory new shit yep. I, I don't know how i feel about it I don't think I'm upset. Well, you're a nostalgic. About it. You're a nostalgic person. I would I would say yeah. I, as much as I appreciate change, there are things that there are changes that I am resistant to. Mm-hmm. Right. So to which you are resistant. To which I am resistant. Yeah. Yes. Don't end a sentence <laughs> with a preposition, man, dude. Your SAT score must have been fucking huge. Top top end. All all of the percentiles. You got you got all of the percentiles. <laughs> so. The Bastard of Disguise was was really good. It was it wasn't it, it was hoppy in all the best ways. It, That's good. Yeah, it was it was kind and of. I, a, what was the was there a, a malt to it, or, um, or was it more of the uh, juicy style? Actually, it was very well balanced, um, cool. especially for for beans. You know, such a such a high ABV. I should probably look it up and see what they made it with, but it was. Uh, I, I think they have a couple of cases left. I, I work right up there, so. Maybe tomorrow I'll pop over after work, grab a couple four-packs. Nice. Research during the show doesn't work because we are a one-take show. I know. It is tough. Like, it's very hard. I can't but I can talk out. while we while you do your research. Yeah. I'll talk about what we're drinking today, introducing it. So we wanted to, after our experience with the, with the very potent, very delicious, and very dangerous Fish House Punch, we decided to um, take a look at our Seshtail options. Yeah. And our former guest... An, an OG for the Dad Drinking uh, podcast, Drew Laser. He recently came out with a book um, called Session Cocktails. It's available on Amazon. It's fucking awesome. It's really good. It has It's very pretty. It's got some great ideas. And we, we looked through it to try and find um, a drink that would uh, be low in alcohol by volume as compared to our <laughs> last drink. Um, Which and is would also, nothing but alcohol. And would also <laughs> allow us to get up and go to work tomorrow. Um I have to get up for an event that starts at 7 a.m. What's the event, Jim? It's a it's a golf outing. I'm not a really I'm a, I think both of us are kind of circumstantial golfers, reluctant golfers. I I love golf. Yeah. I just I don't. But you know don't strike that... me as a golf dad. You know, everyone listening knows a golf dad too. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 such a I it's upsetting that that I feel like golf is like a very cool thing, but really, yeah, I love golf. I like. But I don't like golf culture, right? Yeah, well, so I can't I separate like the two. I like all the golf expressions. Yeah, I like being out in nature, and I like the feeling of, of making a good shot, but I cannot stand the the constant talk. People that are golf dads just talk about golf. It's really, you yeah, wind I, them up and let them go. It really drives me I nuts. I don't understand the obsession, but I do love the whole, I guess, I, I don't know, the ritual, right? Or like, and you know, it's... It's nice, you know, spend four hours, have a couple beers. Yeah. And and it does, when you hit a good shot, like, it feels good. It does. It's, I agree. It's something that keeps you coming back. Yeah. But I can't I can't obsess over it yet. 
so, so this is the, it's fair to say that we wanted a drink this time that we could drink while playing golf without driving a cart into a creek. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so we flipped through and we saw um, the Basilinia. Nice. Yes. Right. Um, or Basilinia, depending on how you want to pronounce that S. Um, it is a delicious seshtail. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Mark? Absolutely. So, so the Basilinia. Um, if you get that, uh, that linha at the end, it's actually a riff on a caipirinha, which is a Brazilian drink made with cachaça rum. <laughs> Kasasha. Kasha- it's Kasha- actually, it's not rum. Well, I guess it's kind of rum. Kinshasa? Kasasha. It's made, it's a sugar cane liquor. Okay. It's right. cane liquor. Right. Yeah. So, so this is, uh, this is actually made with basil, lime, and blanc vermouth. So we use Dolan. Blanc, Dolan. Just, just vermouth. That's it. Nothing else. Just vermouth. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing else. So it's seshtail, right? So, so very, very low ABV. Right. Um, as they say in the beer world, uh, very crushable. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a little, little goes into the prep. You're doing a little muddling, right? So, right. so what you do is um, you get basil leaves and lime wedges. Yeah, we cut some basil from the Cosgrove Garden. Nice. We had both cinnamon basil which is kind of a mix between sweet and thai um and sweet basil leaves uh yeah and uh that's so that we're being local and sustainable correct nice work jim (laughs) so we get the basil and the lime and we muddle those in a rocks glass then we got the the nutribullet to make some crushed ice and actually it really really crushed the ice it was actually almost like a shaved ice so it's cool like we almost had like a little like sesh tail snow cone so you do the basil, the lime, you muddle, you add the vermouth. Add we did, we did two shots of the vermouth, two ounces. Two shots, yeah, mm-hmm. two ounces. And then you swizzle, which I think is just you stir rapidly. I don't know. Yeah, you like stick the stirring rod in and you just kind of like agitate, I think. Yeah. We don't Maybe. know. We asked Drew to explain it to us, but he didn't get back to us in yeah, time Drew, for Yeah, Drew, get back to us because we're, we're still trying to figure that out. Right. But um, it was good, man. It was really Really it was very good. tasty. I mean, it, it, it tasted like a caipirinha without the uh, without the real heavy boozy booziness. It tastes actually it tasted more like a lemonade to me or a limeade. That's that's what I I even though it was funny is that's what I was thinking. It it was with the lime. I was surprised that it tasted more lemony, and mm-hmm. I think that's probably from the basil. You think so? I think like that vermouth uh, too. I mean, the vermouth is is an, you know like an aromatic wine. Right. Um, with herbs mixed in with it, right? Right. right. Um, including, according to Amy Stewart in The Drunken Botanist, chamomile is a, is a big player in vermouth. Very interesting. Um, and the, the, the really, what, what surprised me also about this drink is that vermouth, to me, always gets this, it's always known as kind of like the sidekick in a martini. It's very dry, but the Blanc is, is in between. It's much more floral. Has a little bit of sweetness to it. And it's slightly syrupy, right? Slightly syrupy, but it tastes really good ice cold. Um, and one thing that a lot of people don't realize, and they should, is that because vermouth has a lot of times sugar in it um, and these herbs, it needs to be refrigerated after opening, um, yeah. or it will go bad. It'll spoil. Yeah. So it, all that, all the crusty old vermouth you have in your cabinet, throw it out, throw it out. and get some new stuff <laughs> and put it in your fridge. But this vermouth in particular, the Blanc, tastes awesome sitting underneath a bed of shaved ice with some lime juice and some basil it's just so refreshing yeah and it's super it's great it's summery it would be a really cool drink to have on a golf course actually oh, for sure yeah yeah and and i love the 
that barrier of shaved ice because back in back in 01, 02, when mojitos were all the rage, they would muddle all of that mint in the mojito, and all of a sudden, all of that muddled mint would show up in your teeth. Yeah. Because you didn't have that sweet fucking crushed ice barrier. It's pretty awesome. Exactly. And they, um, and you, you know, chicks love Hemingway, but not Hemingway with mojito leaves. Yeah. You know, mint, <laughs> mint leaves in his teeth. Um, so the... As we were talking outside when we had our – I don't know if you guys know this little BTS for you, but we we always taste the drink first, get our thoughts together and notes. This is the way we can do a one-take show and have yeah. it so crisp so and tight. So tight. <laughs> so oh. professional. Dude, it's like, <laughs> so crazy how how amazingly produced this no, podcast right. is. No, no filler. No, no. pregnant pauses. No. Just straight <laughs> fire action constantly. <laughs> so we, we were talking about it outside and um, – and we were we were basically saying, this is a drink you can have with a straw, without a straw. But what's interesting to us is that it's just vermouth. It's nothing else. It's very easy. There's a little process involved in the muddling and the shaving of the ice. But it's really about as simple as you can get. And it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, you're not making simple syrup. Right. right? You're not, uh, you know, flaming an orange peel. Right. You're, you're, you're basically, you know... You, you muddle and you you crush that ice and if your fridge has one of those crushed ice functions like you're already one step you. ahead of yeah. him you know <laughs> but the thing about vermouth is that it's 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 like the middle child yeah of, al- of the alcohol world right especially yeah especially here in the states right yeah i mean nobody it, gives a shit about vermouth no i mean it's well i mean i care i have three children i have a middle child i think he's great but i think he he's He's really great, but sometimes he kind of gets pigeonholed in his role right. as sidekick, much yeah. like vermouth to the martini, right? Right, or vermouth to a Martinez, or vermouth to any type of cocktail, yeah. That that has a very small sampling of vermouth in it. You know, it's 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 great on its own, but more often than not, here, as you mentioned in the states, it gets paired off, um, and and like the middle child, it's underappreciated. It's it's often overshadowed by its older sibling, the base spirit, yeah. Or the scene is stolen from it by its annoying younger sibling, like the bitters, <laughs> right? Or the garnish, the fancy garnish. So poor I, vermouth. I know vermouth is is like the middle child, but I think this is the this like when the older child goes to college, and right. the middle child becomes the eldest. Yeah, this is the type of drink where the vermouth can shine yeah. on its own without. Without the complementary effects of its older or younger siblings, right? There's 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 no need for, you know, any of that older child, fucking bullshit. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm extra drunk because my oldest child is being so extra, or <laughs> this drink is incredibly fragrant because my youngest child is also being so extra. <laughs> those those bookend children really make shit extra. They do. They yeah. really do. And you now you are you're one of four. I am. I'm the oldest of four. And I'm the I'm the base spirit of my family. <laughs> yeah. I make those cocktails go. But you you have three right now. And, I do. and do you feel like JJ is kinda like sometimes the rinse? Yeah, I mean, I think that he I try really hard to make sure that I give him all of the credit he deserves because he's a really interesting guy. Yeah. He's got his own thing going on, but he is very different than the other two. Yeah. He is more reserved. He's very, he's very happy 
to basically be the equivalent of sitting by himself on a shelf, yeah. you know, like for months, <laughs> not being paid attention to, like the vermouth is, right? Um, Hopefully he doesn't go bad. <laughs> no. He, and he, um, but I do have to say, oftentimes you think about JJ in the context of him playing with his older sister or how he's developing into kind of like a leader with his younger brother. Um, but where he really became his own kind of guy was with his friends this year at school. I feel like oh, he yeah. really grew up a lot. That's great. Um, and so I think that for a dad of three children where there's a middle or where there's a middle or mi- child or children yeah. that the focus should really be um, helping them find their own voice so that they're not, they're not always a sidekick yeah. or they're not always the person that, that is bringing along a sidekick. And yeah. I think that you can do that by he and I like to do, um, like we go out and do hikes in nature together. Oh, he really so enjoys cool. that. Fucking hippies, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, does he have his little tiny Birkenstocks? He or actually he does have Birks. Yeah, Birkenstocks. I feel like we're gonna get to go to like a lawn concert this summer. <laughs> to have a jam band, dude. Pastorius yeah, Park, a band man. jam of his of his choice, a jam band of his choice. Yeah, <laughs> I, said I a band I, jam. I hope and pray that my children do not become fish fans. Yeah, like, I really just or or Dave fans or fucking. Are you going dude. to Dave this weekend? Fuck no. no. Dude, I fucking hate Dave Matthews. Why do I hate Dave Matthews? Dude, man? he's the worst. He's ah, like, I'm like, I just, I'm not, like, it just, <laughs> none of that shit ever, I, I don't get it. I just, yeah. I don't, I, I tried to you don't get, get a chance. You don't get happiness? I think, it's you, you not, just it's want, not. You, you just want something, someone bitter and yelling about. No, it's just a different kind of energy, There right? will so, be gotten fate. No, it's not that. It's just like, it's. It's just the music doesn't sound good to me. It's 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 interesting because I listen to really fucking hard, like mm-hmm. heavy, evil, death, blood, and fucking guts and shit like that. But it's if I listen to that other stuff, like the fish and the organs, or like the Dave and the fucking guy with the guitar, it's like it's cacophonous to me. It really yeah. is like just. It That's don't. interesting. So sonically, as Chuck Kosterman would say, sonically, yeah. you just don't have a an appreciation, or you're you cannot translate that into in a way that gives you joy. It's yes, I, I would say there there is an appreciation of talent for mm-hmm. sure, and 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 look like, I mean, if you can stick together for however God knows how many fucking years and like play the same songs over and over again, like just like slightly different, like. <laughs> I guess what? it's cool, right? It's like, oh my god! Really? Like, You're right. I never thought of <laughs> oh that. Oh my god! Right? But um, I don't know. I'd rather hear like a fucking super fast fucking three minute song, and uh, you know, I speaking speaking of which, so at Municipal Waste, I actually this the first time ever in my life at 39 years old, I crowd surfed. I staged wow. out and I crowd surfed, and they caught I was, you. I ca- they caught me. And I'm I'm a large man, mm-hmm. and it 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 went off without a hitch. I was really concerned. Was Did anyone like tickle you? I always feel like if I was <laughs> if, if someone was crowd surfing above me, I would be tempted to like try and tickle them. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I did take a I, I I took a punch in the back of the neck in the mosh pit, which is still a little tender. Did someone whack you with their tiki torch? No, 
No, but what's what's cool is like at, at the uh, at Municipal Way Show they have a song called Terror Shark. Okay. So people show up with surfboards and boogie boards and like they like fucking have them in the mosh pits. It's it's fucking. And they hit each other with it. No, they just like they run around uh, with it and they like jump up and they try I, and crowd. Surf. I saw some videos from your Instagram of of the mosh pitting yeah. with the boys. Yeah. And uh, it's really weird. It's like it's like a an adult game of Duck Duck Goose. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange to me. I mean, so to, it's by the same analogy or i guess the same for the same reasons you dislike uh dave right i can't i just cannot appreciate heavy yeah. metal yeah or 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 country really i can't i can't get into it I like the fact that they're making the music i respect that yeah um, there's a, but, there's there's a, a a small part of me it's like okay, i guess country's okay but i it's it's all like i don't know i i just i love my metal man <laughs> so would you rather go to the Kenny Chesney show last weekend or the Dave Matthews show this weekend? It's Kenny. Really? Oh my god. Ugh, I, I'm yeah. not doing this show with yeah. anyone. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You don't you don't even watch The Simpsons. I don't. Yeah. No. This is yeah, it's like oil and water. Are we breaking up right now? <laughs> I think we might be. You heard it <laughs> so, here first. You know what? Let's let's get back to the, the cocktails. Okay. That let's, that makes let's sense. Let's get back to the, the format here. We've gone off on a tangent. So we we're talked, starting to dislike each we other. We talked about dads yeah. and how to how to be a dad to a middle child. I think yeah. it's interesting. And also the goat is a middle child, so I get guidance from her on okay. how you how you navigate emotional issues when when especially the middle child has a tough time when the oldest one gets a little too old for the games that you used to play together and the youngest one is not quite old enough to do what you find to be interesting in in, in your wheelhouse that's got to be a tough transition hyper frustrating yeah. right i mean i'm sure <laughs> i never had to do it but the goat did and she so she guides me on how to be a good dad that's to good. The, to the middle child yeah i have i have the two and i'm i'm in a constant worry about whether or not I'm paying enough attention to one or the other, and it's it's that's just a constant struggle. And then it's you want you want to include them on on like everything together, but then there's just times when you want to spend time with just the one kid, right? And like kind of have your thing with that kid, but there's always that guilt associated with it's like, well, why 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 am I not doing this with all of the kids, right? Yeah. I think that there's a common theme in our dad talks is how yeah. to how to deal with and try to avoid guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, I what, think thirteen years of Catholic school. I guess so. Twenty six years of Catholic school combined. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that. Well, actually, I went to college. No, that's right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So over over thirty years. Yeah. Of Catholic school that's crazy. combined. That's absolutely nuts. Um, so, what kind of dad would drink? This drink, the Basilinia. Yeah, the Basilinia. So I was, um, I, I, I'm loving, I'm loving the shaved ice, and I guess that was just like a, you know, a surprise because the the Nutribullet really fucked up the ice cubes, um, in a good way. Um, but it almost had this like snow cone vibe to it. It did. It really did. So there's actually there's actually a um, thing on the Ocean City Boardwalk in New Jersey. Called Hawaiian Shave Ice. I think they have it other places too, yeah. but I've only seen it there. Um, and it's like the traditional snow cone, but more like the thing we made tonight, where the ice is shaved and kind of packed a little more. Yeah, yeah. It melts faster. Yeah, I guess this the snow cone ice is is a little more like. I remember you had to like kind of bite it. Yeah, and bitey and yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I I was 
this is so stupid. This is terrible dad like suggestion, but like the dad who really loved snow cones as a child loves <laughs> loves the basilinia. I actually before prior to that though, I I like lawnmower dad. Yeah. Like, like I, I know what you're saying. Dad who mows his own lawn because like the basil has that sort of like Grass. fresh cut yeah. grassiness mm-hmm. to it. So I can imagine like mowing the lawn and fucking just getting that like tight, tight mow. Like, like just like the fucking like with like you got your edger going. Yeah. And if you have a battery powered edger, like the battery dies just as you're fucking hitting that last blade of grass. Mm-hmm. Right. He timed it perfectly. You timed it perfectly, and you, you know, you're out there, like, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to spend a little bit more time, and I'm going to make me a motherfucking sesh tape. Oh, so I was thinking, I could see him doing that and sitting on the porch in his rocker with, yeah. with this after oh, yeah. admiring his work. I also could see him, if he has a riding mower, because I'm sure his yard is pretty big. Yeah. Um, if he has a riding mower, he could definitely drink this while driving. True. You yeah. Know? And it would be very refreshing. I think that one of the... It's pretty hot and sweaty out there. Yeah, when you're doing the doing the yard. Oh, for sure. Yeah, nice to. Ref- this is a very refreshing drink. This will cool you off for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking post post mo, post <laughs> post post mo post mo loan. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> I think that uh, I think I can see that. My my guy is a is similar to yours in that he likes to sit and savor. Yeah. Um, but my guy is the type of dad I call late later in life dad. Yeah. Um, where he's had his career, he's been very successful, and for one reason or another, you draw your own conclusions, Yeah, he had a child late in life. Okay. Um, oh, wait, he had a child late in life or early in life? Well, so he, he's a late in life dad, Okay, but he's had children before, um, maybe with his first wife, maybe this is a late in life surprise, Okay, right? With Or maybe it's with his second wife, who knows? You, you guys come to your conclusions on that one. But this guy had a child later in life, and he really knows how to savor the moment and relax and take everything in. I got okay. And so he's calm. He's very calm, and a calm older dad. This type of drink befits him because it's it's a calm drink. It, it's it's very relaxing. It is. I think there's something about again that that basil is is something that you you don't see in a cocktail often, but it does have. And I think you know perhaps it's the it's that chamomile. In the, Maybe in the vermouth, it calms you. That that has has that calming sort of effect. You know, he has he's an older type of guy that has the wisdom to know that what he's experiencing now is really special and worth it. Does he should this, take the time to appreciate it. Does this dad do yoga? I don't know. I think this dad. When I picture this dad, it's kind of influenced on the history of the vermouth that I, okay. I studied. This dad is the kind of guy that that likes to take a vacation to European cities. And just sit in the square, and people watch. Okay. And relax, and take in the sights, and, and, this and reflect the, on his life. The the type of dad who doesn't need a vacation after the vacation. Correct. Because like his he vacation really is knows a how true vacation. Yes, because he has the wisdom of experience. Yeah. Right. And and through that experience, as a young man, he may have gone to a plaza, and pounded some Negronis. Right. Right. Like divorced dad. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's gone through the divorce now. And he has a child with his second wife. Okay. And he's he has the wisdom to know that he doesn't need to bash through a bunch of high ABV drinks when he's just trying to sit and enjoy yeah. a, a late afternoon day in Milan. Yeah. Right. Well, that's I, I love I love and this is one of the reasons I love the Aperol Spritz. I I love the 
that that kind of let's let's ease into the evening let's watch the sunset right let's let's kind of like calm down before i fire up the paella pan right type of shit yeah with these sesh tails and and this this one is absolutely absolutely brilliant i i agree I, i'm glad we we stumbled across it in drew's book the the um but mentioning the history i wanted to just point oh, out yeah. to everyone that that vermouth in italy in particular is a drink that people drink on the rocks or with a little soda or with some lime juice um it's a, it's a happy hour drink people have it with small bites um, at the in the early evening, late afternoon, and it's a it's a very relaxed. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Sorry, Rob. So, uh, in Spanish, we have the tapas, right? Right. And then I guess in Mexico, you have the antojitos, right? Okay. What is the what is the Italian equivalent of of the ta- of the small plate? I don't think I know that. Um, I have no idea. I guess it's, isn't it like segundi plati or something like that? No, listener. Like, or well, I guess it's the primi, right? Primi, it's the yeah, primi, segundi I is guess. the pasta. Yeah, primi. Yeah. That's, that's probably what it is. Yeah. I don't know much. Or about the antipasti, right? I'm sorry, it's the antipasti. The anti. Yeah. But I guess it's the appetizers. But like, when you think. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's a, like they sit down and actually have a big meal. True. Right. So Very I think true. they just have Very I don't know what they call snacks there, but probably they'll have some. Yeah, they have some snacks and they have these type of vermouth drinks. Yeah. It, in the U.S., vermouth didn't really show up until the early to almost mid 1800s 1836 is what david wondrich says is the first time i think that uh wilson pegs it at 1822 um but regardless it doesn't really show up other than in mining towns where there are a lot of immigrants from southern and western europe okay Um, okay i guess more southwestern europe um where they would have it um along with the their their cigarettes and their pipes etc um before they went spent the evening in the brothels and the mining yeah. towns right <laughs> um and but it wasn't really used commercially and widespread in the united states until uh the late 1800s 1869 is the first time it appeared in a cocktail book 1869 yes nice yeah it was nice because it was in a book yeah. called The Steward and Barkeep's Manual. Okay. Um, and they had a list of vermouth cocktails, including the first vermouth cocktail, um, which was similar to this, except I think it had soda and it had some uh, bitters okay. involved with it. Did it have basil in it? No. Okay. No basil, okay. but it had soda and it had some ice and gotcha. yada, gotcha. yada. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the, but over the years from the late 1900s through today – as we mentioned earlier, vermouth has really been the sidekick. It's it's a featured component of a martini, along with it goes with gin quite a bit. Yeah, um, a lot of gin drinks and uh, old tom type gin for a Martinez, for example. Yeah, um, dry gin. Sues, <sighs> right? It's good with a Sues. That's another um, uh, ABV, low ABV drink. Um, but it's never. It's not really that common yet but now that drew's book is taking the country by storm right i'm sure it's just a matter of time that we'll see just so like over vermouth is going to be so hot and and there is a good point in the book is in in drew's book vermouth itself is technically a mixed drink because it's it's wine that's been fortified with herbs and spices and okay. sugar yeah and, yeah and floral components so it, it's basically a mixed drink on its own less is more when it comes to vermouth. Yeah. I agree. I mean it, it like it, this 
this Dolan Dolan is um, is great on its own. I think it, it has wonderful wonderful bouquet, and uh, it's it's sweet. It's a little whiny, but mm. um, yeah, I mean I, I can drink the shit out of it with 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 anything else. I mean, it's almost like okay if I want to you know step it up and 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 make a high octane cocktail, but I I would almost rather make like two or three of these. I mean, the, I guess the it's the the trade off is. Now I'm making more and more cocktails. Like this, this actually, I feel like this could be a gr- like great as a batch cocktail. Mm-hmm. Like almost like sitting in a big like pitcher, like with a little dispenser on the deck. Oh yeah, I could see that. You know, hope the kids don't get into it. But if they do, it's not the end of the world, right? Because it's a hash <laughs> tale. All right, so I think it's time to turn on that fast casual. Oh, I'm in. I'm ready to fucking. Excellent. All right, Are you gonna fast casual me? I'm going to. Uh, and I want you when I ask you these questions, the first thing that comes into your mind when I ask you what is the vermouth of X, right? Okay. So what is the middle sibling or the vermouth of the middle? X, the middle right? child. The middle vermouth. Right. So so what is the ver- middle vermouth of sports? <laughs> The Vittle Vermouth. <laughs> the, the Vittle. The Vittle Vermouth of sports. In America? Yes. Soccer. Well, good one. Yeah. How about hairstyles? <sighs> that uh, weird, uh, I want to speak to the manager flat top that the ladies have. <laughs> the one that Kate Goslin had. Kate, Kate, basically yeah. any of the haircuts of the Goslins, like either the parents or yeah, the children, or the is is the middle child of their style. I think that Kate Goslin, like her her manifest destiny is to look like Nancy Grace in like two two more years. <laughs> right? Like she is she looks like a spunky Nancy Grace with that spiky hair. Kate Goslin is a terrible human being. I mean, I I, I, I saw John Goslin on the street once. Did you really? In DC, yeah, right by my office building. Was he smoking a cigarette? He was, and he was with a woman who was not Kate. I think this is after the big separation was, and divorce. Dude, you knew that was happening. Oh yeah, without a she doubt. She was so fucking mean to him. I felt so bad. He was like a total punching bag. So the funny thing was, like, I looked at him, I saw him, and he saw me seeing him, and he saw the recognition in my eyes, and I couldn't help. I laughed. <laughs> And he looks really upset. That is that is the ultimate fuck you as a pseudo celebrity. Is it, it really? I couldn't I, help it. I tried to stifle it, and I just started laughing, and I kept walking. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, all right, all right. Here we go. All right. What is the vermouth of the fast food menu? Um, like across the board, fast food menu. Yes. Like an underappreciated, usually a sidekick, but. Should be good on its own. Uh, like mainstream fast food, chicken sandwich. But but chicken here's the sandwich. thing: like okay. like the chicken sandwich has elevated to base spirit status. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I, um, with without a oh, doubt. Because of Chick Fil A. Without a doubt, Chick Chick Fil A. I think Chick Fil A wasn't always. Maybe it was always Chick Fil A, but I feel like recently. Chick-fil-A is like fucking Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and what's crazy is like the fact that you can close one day a week mm-hmm. in perpetuity. Right. And still just like dominate. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's crazy. So I would say chicken sandwich, not not the. See, I, I would say it's it's anything with the with the really sugary barbecue sauce on it. 
I, th- I think that like, like that's like the Western burger. Yeah, the West, right? The one with Western, the onion ring on it. Something cowboy. Like that's always really good, underappreciated, but it only comes around. They only do it in specials. Yeah, you know. I I think, I think we frame it as what is the middle child of fast food restaurants. Okay. And that, my friend, is Arby's. I was gonna say Taco Bell. Oh no way, dude! You think Taco Bell's a base? Or no, it's probably an annoying younger sibling, huh? Taco Bell is definitely the bitters. <laughs> Taco Bell is the annoying younger sibling. Arby's, beef and cheddar, underappreciated. See, like, I, I don't know. I think that would be, like, someone that I would, that, that would be a child I'd give up for adoption. If that Arby's. Arby's? Yeah, I'm That's not into mean, it. dude. I'm not into it. So I, I wrote, geez, I think it was the last, probably one of the last blog posts I ever wrote. Wait, you were a blogger? I was, yeah, FidelGastro.com, <laughs> HTTP. So, www. That's, you got to do the www. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll go to some other website that's not me. But I NSFW. went. NSFW. I went to, <laughs> no, it's just like it's like an un, unregistered domain. Yeah. But I went to Arby's and I had something called like the Smoke Mountain, like, fucking sandwich awesome. and it was like it had brisket on it it's like the cowboy version of the it was fucking <laughs> it was it was and i think the instagram stories had just started awesome. so i was kind of like live blogging or live ig storing like me eating this horrible sandwich i was like taking these <laughs> screenshots i was in like total discomfort and it was really sad because i it it was every 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 fast food restaurant had disappointed me up until this point. I thought Arby's wasn't, you know, was going to. This isn't like a ringing endorsement of of Arby's as the vermouth. Well, no, but but it was my own mistake because Uh, I I ordered the gimmick sandwich. Oh, okay. Right? If I would have gotten a beef and cheddar Mm -hmm. and fucking dumped, you know, three or four cups of horsey sauce on it. Did you know with all this IHOP, IHOP stuff, did you know that Arby's is just RB? Yeah, roast beef. I had no idea until two days ago. Yeah, so so you're not not in the minority. This this is actually a thing. I thought it was a dude named Arby. Now, the other, the Arby's (laughs) logo. (laughs) I thought it was his restaurant that I was. Jim Arby. (laughs) But you're, yeah, no. Why wouldn't you think that, Right. right? But the, also that the Arby's logo is a cowboy hat. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I, oh, I thought I thought it was a cowboy named Arby inviting <laughs> me in to have some roast beef, some shaved roast beef sandwiches. Come on down, partner. <laughs> Don't mind the spittoon on the floor. <laughs> All right. What is the vermouth of NSYNC? Who, uh, is, who is the vermouth of NSYNC? Lance Bass. Really? I think no, he's, no. He's the better. Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. Yeah. Definitely. Joey Fatone is the. Because he was good in like my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Right. And he on was his good own, on without on, any of those other on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, did he win that one? I don't know that he, he went won. Far, right? I think he went far. I think I, I don't know if I should be happy or sad about this, but a good friend of mine and his wife watched that season, and they watched him dance, and they said, "You know what?" Marcos would fucking crush on dancing with us. Like, why isn't why isn't Marcos doing this? But but then I'm thinking, fucking, I don't want to be a washed up celebrity. I want to be like a real celebrity, right? Yeah, I just I just like spending time with you, my friend. Yeah, I, I don't do this for all of the the glory and glamour and all of the crazy money we get doing this. That's, yeah, that's not why I do it. I hear it. I hear it. Um, 
So, so another one. What's the vermouth? This is these last two are going to be near and dear to you. Okay. okay. What's the vermouth of footwear? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Your face. You Under- so excited by this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um. All right. Give me a <sighs> closed toe. Lace close, up. Close. Okay. He's really torn here, folks. He's, no, like, no, like, he's like dying. So, so full-on footwear or just sneakers? Just do whatever you want. Do one of each. Okay, so so footwear, mm-hmm. right? Um, Gladiator sandals. <laughs> Mandals. No, but I was I was actually going to say uh, driving loafers. Okay. That's one be, of your go-to. Be, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, they're, they're comfortable. They're, they're fucking great. Um, you can dress them up or down. Dress them up or down, uh, but uh, sneakers like sneaker brand. Uh-huh. I would say, um, I don't know, vermouth, ruse, yeah, <laughs> Sockety. Sockety. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Sockety. All right, last one. Last one. What is the vermouth of internet memes? Oh man. Shit. I don't know. Philly, Philly chef memes. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no. It is. Um, it's good. No, but the... What is the... the shit. That's a thinker. That's that's a that's a little bit of a thinker. Okay, um, so that means it wasn't a good one. No, you know what? No, 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 no. Um, the one where Elmo's mind is blown... Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. It's not used enough. No, yeah, yeah. yeah it's there's there's so many. So it's now. usually so usually when when people use that one, it's like the third one in a in a thread of comments. Yeah. After the guy pointing to his temple, like the thinking, yeah. and after the guy blinking, looking off into the yep. distance. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, um, and then it's the Elmo mind blown one. Right. And the, the guess I'll just die guy is pretty good too. Like the, that old man is fucking great. Like... So I think um, I think the one everything's fine with everything is burning around them. I feel like that's often combined with other jokes or memes or images. Yeah. When just in and of itself, I think it's a pretty funny. It's everything. That's fine. a perfect cartoon. It's, it's that really is good. literally yeah. a perfect cartoon. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Speaking of perfect, I think this is basically the perfect episode. Yeah. It was tight like a tiger. It was fantastic. I see the red, which means we've gone a little bit over, but this is not going to be an hour-long epic. Enjoy the, I hope you enjoyed this on your drive-in. Yeah. Or drive home, drive out, wherever you're driving. Um, and we will see you next time for yeah. episode 18. We may have a guest next time. Ooh. Ooh we. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you We've, ready? Yeah, I am actually. I feel like we're hitting our groove with the guests. We Hopefully. just got to keep them sober. <laughs> we will wind up with another batch cocktail episode. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I am Marco, so you can find me at Fidel Gastro. I'm Jim, and I'm very private on social media, but you can request me at JF Cosgrove 9. And you can find us both at Dad Drinking on both Instagram and Twitter. You can go to daddrinking.com for hilarious. Actually, not really. We don't do much much hilarity on there. Sure. The, the, Although, you're, you're, the photo we put on the uh, episode page for each episode is pretty funny, typically. Is, yeah. 
That's true. That's Typically, true. I don't don't shortchange the the comedy Fair on enough. that page. Fair enough. Right. Fair the, enough. But you can get the recipe if you're interested in making this drink, and I would suggest you do this. You'll impress your guests at a barbecue, without um, a doubt. For this one, it's awesome. Um, you can get the recipe there, and you can also check out past episodes. Leave us comments. Leave us mailbag questions. Yes, please subscribe on on Apple Podcasts or and Google, Google Play, Play and uh, buy the book Session Cocktails by Drew Laser. Uh, and it's the available punch on Amazon. Drink folks, and punch drink folks. Yes, and uh, shout out to Side Project Jerky, our sponsor. They're great. They make delicious food, and they're good guys too. Order now at sideprojectjerky.com, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Love you.